Hi, I'm Matt Balsman, Regional Editor for Hagadone Media Montana. First off, a huge thank you for tuning into our podcast over the past year. Your support means the world to us, and it's inspired us to dive deeper into the world of podcasts. We've got some exciting updates to share with you. You might notice a fresh look and feel to our podcast lineup. We've revamped things a bit, breaking our shows into four distinct podcasts to make your listening experience even better. First up, Interlake News Now is simply News Now. Here you'll get Taylor's headlines, Melissa's local events, and all the timely news updates you need. Sports Now is now Keeping Score, where you can stay up to speed on local prep sports. Then there's Deep Dive. This podcast is all about exploring the stories of local people, businesses, and ideas. And if you missed last summer's Maritime Mystery Series, don't worry. It's now the first season of Deep Dive. And of course, our monthly concert series, Press Play, now has its own podcast. Get ready for exclusive interviews with local musicians and all things Press Play. You can find links to all these new podcasts listed in the description of this episode. Or simply search for Daily Interlake wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, thank you for your incredible support. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. All right, joined by the Daily Interlake's Fritz neighbor, who was in attendance for the Brawl of the Wild out in Bozeman, action-packed weekend. Fritz, just kind of want to get your reaction to the Brawl of the Wild itself, the atmosphere with college game day in town, setting the tone that morning, and just kind of the whole spiel, and obviously the game itself. Yeah, it was quite the uh, quite the setup for a, for a pretty lopsided game. The college game day uh, drew a great crowd. Um, they kept it going all the way through the game. I expected, uh, you know, more than 17,000 at the Bobcat Stadium. It was over 20,000 showed up. And uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't great spectator weather, but they all had a good time. And Chris Elves from the home team was just uh, running the ball with impunity. Everything they wanted to do, they got done. Yeah, I mean, literally just running the ball nonstop. It was, it was pretty much hard to watch if you are a Grizz fan. If you're a Bobcats fan, couldn't have gone any better. Um, I did want to say as much of a roller coaster season as this was for the Grizz, start with all the expectation, you end fighting for your playoff life. It's only fitting that they have their worst loss of the season, and the next day they got a home playoff game awarded to them. So it's just kind of been that type of year. Just kind of your thoughts on this regular season in general, that, and then the expectations heading into the postseason. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that's kind of the Grizz season a microcosm. You know, we're we're sad and then we're happy again. And, uh, I think Bobby spoke to how inconsistent they've been after the Bobcat loss. Um, I think uh, I think going forward, you know, they it's another chance to be a winning team. The Grizzlies haven't done it so far this year. They've got uh, four league wins. They all came against teams that are below them in the standings. Southeast Missouri State, SEMO comes in nine and two. Have, they have a great running back, five foot eight and two hundred twenty pounds, especially for three hundred yards on Saturday. So it's another chance to uh, not to win um, against uh, a winning team. Hasn't happened yet, but uh, things uh, things look good for the Grizz. Is, uh, you know, they're playing at home. They're playing against a team that's probably from a warmer climate, I would think. And, uh, you know, I, I, the Missouri Valley Conference hasn't done that great historically in the playoffs and or against the Big Sky Conference. So it's set up there for the Grizz to, to get at least one more game. I think they can probably play two 
you know, then the draw gets a lot tougher. They, they'd have to go to North Dakota State the next week. Yeah, I, I do uh, think the weather as well could be kind of an interesting factor where you have a team coming from a warmer climate up to play the Grizz. The Grizz get this home field game. And, yeah, it's like you said, kind of a microcosm of the whole season. Well said. Um, as far as a potential matchup with North Dakota State on the horizon, that would be quite the swing of events where you don't know if you're going to make the playoffs. Then all of a sudden you get a playoff game, you win, and now you're facing a powerhouse with a chance to be the underdog and pull off an upset. So it's been one of those years I almost don't even know what to expect, just kind of waiting to see what's next. I, I did want to ask if Lucas Johnson can't go. I, I know that is it. they are a different team with him at quarterback when healthy and 100%. He didn't look at last week totally. He was dealing with some injuries, left the game. If they do start Daniel Britt at quarterback, he's kind of supposed to be the next guy up. Do you think that he can lead them to a victory or at least kind of be that guy to put him in a chance to win? Yeah, I, I think he uh, gives them a little bit better chance to win than, say, Chris Brown. You know, two years ago, if you'd asked me about Chris Brown, I said he's great. I don't know what exactly has happened. I don't know if it's uh, coaching styles, offensive style, but he's fallen out of favor. And Daniel Brett's looked pretty good. I know it's been late in games when he's got in. Hasn't necessarily been facing first-teamers, but he's got a lot of speed. He's not very big, but he's got a lot of speed. He makes pretty good decisions on the run. Um, a little bit, a lot more like Lucas Justin than say Chris Brown is. Um, as for Lucas, you know, I if you look at the way he's played off and on this year, he hasn't looked anything well. He's really looked like the guy that led San Diego State to that bowl in. And that in the San Diego State bowl victory they had last year, he looked unstoppable. He was a player of the game, and he's had a, he's had his moments like that this season. But uh, I guess he's been dinged up here and there. That that knee. Looks like you need to me. Seems to be troubling him. Knocked him out of last week's game. So leg injury of some sort and of some sort he, he needs his legs, you know, to be an effective quarterback. So you know, they are a different team when he's playing well. When he's not playing well, they're pretty ordinary. Um Daniel Britt will get his chance to uh to maybe, you know, take over. Um build a resume for next season, if nothing else. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I do think that's a good way to put it about Johnson. You kind of saw the flashes this year when he was healthy, when they were rolling. It looked special, but it was more like flashes than the total thing just because injuries and this and that, ups and downs. So, yeah, I I totally agree with you there. And then as far as Britt, I can't help but think just a little bit because of his style of play, a little more he's willing to get out there, lay it on the line, get out and take a big hit kind of to get an extra yard kind of guy. kind of – I don't want to make the comparison directly, but you see Montana State last year. They put in a guy like that and Tommy Malat in the playoffs, and next thing you know, it sparked the team. So who knows? Maybe he comes in and provides a spark. I, I did want to kind of wrap this up, and then obviously anything else you want to throw out there, go for it. But I did want to ask you, in a wild season that's going to be kind of full of ups and downs, was there any particular moment or favorite thing from this season that you'll remember or just something that is the most memorable, maybe for not the right reasons, but either way it's going to stick with you? Well, I think a high point was when uh, um, I believe they were playing Portland State. Portland State was going to try that long field goal before half. Got a procedure call. Backed him up five more yards. Robbie Hawk runs back to the goal line. So now it's a really long field goal. And uh, sure enough, he caught it. Well, he dropped it. Then he picked it up. And then he, then he housed it. Um, at that point, the Grizz are on the way to a 5-0 and start, looking like world beaters. Um, fast forward to that Sac State game. They, they were looking good. And they get the targeting call on Sac State that knocks Johnson out of the game. They lose in overtime. 
do a Sac State team that still looks beatable, but they don't get beat for 8 no in conference again this year. So it's, uh, I mean, that, that sums it up, the, the Grizz season, doesn't it? Yeah, the good news is Somebody who's not as good as Montana State has to deal with that three-three-five defense, which has caused a lot of problems for a lot of teams. Non-Montana State, clearly, and you know, they had me. Uh, Bobby Hawk had me looking on YouTube for uh, you know the, the split zone plays to see exactly how Montana State was doing it because it doesn't seem like it's very complicated. It seems like it's very straightforward, and yet they were not stopped at all on Saturday. And so you know, we'll see how the three-phase five does. That Montana plays on defense against uh, against against the Red Hawks, and then uh, hopefully against against the uh, the Thundering Herd, as we call the Bison. Yeah, that w- that would be epic if they do end up matching up with North Dakota. And I think you you said it best. You have the Robbie Hawks uh, that kick return. All the things were going in the right right direction, and then all of a sudden, kind of that injury happens. Those are kind of two of the defining moments of this season. And yeah, that um, I gotta say, I said it on the. On kind of interlake sports now. I'm going to post this as a separate little podcast. The the Montana State running attack, you think that was an extremely balanced offense for how easily they were doing that? They were just pounding the football, running a few different plays, and just kind of making it look easy. So, no, you're you're right. I, I mean, that was – every other teams struggle with it. Something about Montana State, they cracked the code last week. But, no, it, it was a heck of a season and – Full of excitement, roller coasters, and I think it's kind of only fitting that here we go after all that. There's a home matchup on the horizon and potentially a matchup with North Dakota State. So it could even get more exciting after all the roller coaster. Um, if there's anything else you want to throw out there, Fritz, I always appreciate your time. Good stuff. And like I said, what a year. Yeah, and it's still going. So yeah. thanks a lot, Josh. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Fritz, you have a good one, and we'll talk soon next week. Hopefully we're talking about a win, and we'll check in on who the Bobcats got on the horizon. So we'll look forward to that. Go Grizz. All right. Yeah, they need to get that win. All right, have a good one, Fritz. Yep. All right, that'll do it for Fritz. Always appreciate his time. He was out at that brawl of the wild. I mean, I'm sure just about everybody uh, listening by now knows how that one went. Grizz lost pretty badly. It was a steamroll kind of loss. And, I mean, the Bobcats, like he said, I mean, the way they ran their offense just looked unstoppable. That being said – you got to think Bobcats head coach Brett Vegan had the calendar circled for a while. He's like, I want to make sure we take care of business heading into the postseason. We got a couple matchups. They had a couple matchups at the end of the year that weren't the most challenging heading up to that. So it seemed like a statement kind of a win for the Bobcats. Now, we got one piece of Grizz news, and then we'll move into a little bit of quotes from Coach Bobby Houck on the playoff matchup. I did want to mention Glacier High product. And current Grizz punter, Patrick Rohrbach, is named as a finalist for the Jerry Rice Award, going to the best freshman in the country. Rohrbach currently is averaging 46.2 yards per punt, which lands him second overall in the country at the FCS level among all punters, not just freshmen, and among all Division I players, including the FBS and FCS level, is 46.2 yards per punt is sixth in the entire nation. He's behind only five players, and none of them are freshmen, so... Really special stuff coming from Rohrbach, the Glacier High alumni. And, you know, you got to think there's a chance coming down the road he might be getting the call to uh, do some boot in the football on Sundays because he's got a special talent, and it's clear that eventually teams are going to take notice when you're on the Jerry Rice award list as a freshman for the best freshman in the country. He's got a chance to win it. 
I'd be a little bit shocked if it went to a punter. But, hey, having your name on the list in itself is a special thing. Let's get to this quote from Bobby Bobby Houck on the playoff matchup. This is one of the more thorough explanations we've heard from Coach Houck this season in the quotes. He usually keeps it short and sweet. I really think he went in depth for this one. He's excited for this matchup. Let's hear it. Sure. Well, we're excited for some Thanksgiving football. Obviously, it's great to be in the playoffs. And um, being the only FCS game that ESPN's uh, chosen this weekend to show on, on national TV is also exciting. And, and uh, I think that they think it'll be a good game and, and uh, it'll be a good scene in our stadium. So um, Southeast Missouri is a tough team. They, they played a tough schedule. Finished nine and two. Um, they've got some personnel matchups that are of concern for us. They've got the all-time uh, leading rusher, number six Hess, is the starter running back. Uh, they've got uh, tall, athletic receivers in in King and Flournoy, uh, one and four, or not in that order, four and one, in that order. Uh, I think they're physical up front on both sides of the ball. Um, Defense is very multiple. They play a lot of different coverages and give you problems that way. So we're well aware of who they are. We know they went to Ogden, Utah a couple of years ago and, and won in a playoff game. Um, they're just difficult to prepare for. They've played three different quarterbacks in recent weeks, but uh, we're assuming they'll have their, their starter back. Uh, and then on the defensive side, they're not – they're not letting teams run the ball. I think they're giving up just over 100 yards a game. I think it's 108. So tall order to get ready for this one on on what's sort of a short week coming off the rivalry game and, and uh, with Thanksgiving week and all that. So we're, uh, we're deep into our preparation and excited to play. And, you know, I'd say we, we're hopeful that our, our fans will – be there Saturday night on national TV and help us. Uh, we need them to help us get rolling again, and, and uh, we're hoping to do that Saturday. So, um, you know, with a, we'll take a page out of our, our rivals book from a year ago where you get beat down and then go on a nice little playoff run. It would be great for us. So need to do that this weekend. The Grizz are definitely going to be coming into this game motivated. And, hey, he mentioned it with the Bobcats the year before where they got beat down, and what do you do? Take that. Use that as fuel and run through the postseason a little bit fired up and gets wins. So that's very possible for the Grizz. I think the, the thing that stands out the most there from Coach Houck as far as his little breakdown of Simo, who um, we're going to get to a little more on his thoughts on this, but it is tough to identify a non-conference opponent with very few common opponents or things like that. I think what stands out the most from his evaluation of Simo and his press conference there. They do a great job of stopping the run. And we've seen when the Grizzlies struggle to run the football, they turn into a little bit of a different team. Now, I don't know about the strength of schedule of SEMO. I'm not that familiar with it. Maybe they're just locking down on some teams that are a little inferior in the run game. The Grizz do have a good rushing attack when they're fully dialed in. But that rushing attack's crucial. And if they can get it rocking and rolling on the ground, it's a different team. So I think it's going to be strength versus strength for the Grizz. They have a good rushing game when healthy, and they're going to need to use that and kind of overpower that CMO defense who, according to Coach Houck, is solid on the run. And we will get to a little bit more on the CMO quarterback play in a second, but first, here's Coach Houck's thoughts on how to prepare for an out-of-conference opponent in a playoff game. That's real similar to, to non-conference games, and, and specifically the, 
the non-conference games we had this year, we didn't we didn't have crossover with them. So it's a lot like that, except it's you know current film, not a year ago. So you you know the the personnel a little better. Short and sweet, but makes a lot of sense. And I think the part about knowing the film a little bit better actually could make preparing on short notice. And I'm going to say this with a little bit of understanding that it could come off wrong, but preparing on short notice might actually be easier with the current film because it's one thing you get film from the season before different person. Now you don't know who that um, kind of that under the radar guy who's going to step up. There's no tricks left up Simo's sleeve. We know what that team is. The Grizz know what that team is. We know what the Grizz are. Simo knows what the Grizz are. You understand what I'm saying? So that film's going to speak for itself. The Grizz will have time to prepare, and it's not as difficult to prepare as maybe it seems. Coach Houck said it pretty well. All right, here's the last quote from Coach Houck. Excuse me, quote from Coach Houck regarding the Simo quarterback and what he is capable of. The RPO game. Um, he's got a big arm. He can. He can. He can rip it. Um, runs well enough to keep plays alive. Get yards thought the Iowa State game in particular was interesting to watch where he could um, he could run it as well as throw it. He made some big boy throws as well as generating first downs with his feet. Um, has no fear on on uh, fitting the RPO ball in both on the on the glance or on the on the fade outside. Um, seems to be seems to read it pretty well. So he's he's uh, in that system, he's highly effective, really good. My biggest takeaway there is they're going to be going up another quarterback who's extremely effective in the RPO game, running the football and fearless. Sounds like a lot like Tommy Malott, who we mentioned earlier, and the Bobcats who just really crushed the Grizzlies on the ground running the football. So that would be my biggest concern if you're the Grizzlies. How do you contain the SEMO RPO game? How do you contain their running game? They have a record-setting running back on that team who's set some of their rushing records in school history and a good quarterback who, according to Coach Howe, can rip it. And that's just one of those things I like that one. Yeah, I had to quote that one. He can rip it. But, hey, at the end of the day, there's just a certain gunslinger. The guy sounds like he's not afraid to get out and play in open space and make a play with his legs and – the Grizzlies have struggled versus that a little bit as much as it's uh, tough to admit. So we'll see. It's kind of like I mentioned last week. Do you make the adjustment of we're maybe not going to focus on rushing the quarterback as much as containing the quarterback, focus on those QB spies, like I said last week, focus on setting the edge with the defensive end and maybe kind of having them play QB contain rather than just strictly rushing the passer, putting a guy with speed, like maybe having uh, Robbie Howe go out there and just play a QB spy and say we're going to utilize you as almost a linebacker, drop back another guy in the secondary. There's a lot of ways you can go, but it does seem like they're going to have to make an adjustment to shut down the SEMO RPO game because Southeast Missouri is going to be watching that Montana State film going, look what they just did on the ground. We're going to try to replicate that however we can. So that's my biggest takeaway from the final quote there from Coach Houck. Overall, I mean, if you're on Twitter, you could go check out some reaction in the Grizzlies and Bobcats fan world. I mean, it's going nuts right now. A lot of people are frustrated that the Grizzlies made the playoffs. A lot of people are frustrated the Bobcats were only the fourth seed in the FCS tournament. So there's a lot going on there. I think overall it's understandable that Montana, the Grizzlies, did make the playoffs as a low seed. I think you can make the argument if there was a team that flat out was better than them, then put them in. But at the end of the day, their losses, when healthy, 
Montana State, that's a loss you got to just kind of throw away, but that's an ugly one. So that one hurts. The other losses, it's it's they're bad losses, but the Big Sky's tough, and it doesn't shock me they got in. I guess that's how I'll, I'll leave it at that. I know that there is some bidding involved in the home game process and the finances involved, so maybe the Grizz got a little boost there. So anyways, I'm looking forward to the playoff game. I'm really looking forward to see who how the Grizz fare. Can they bounce back? And like Fritz said earlier, you get one more chance to beat a winning team this year, kind of – Quite the noise because there's just been a lot of hoopla around this team. I guess I'll use the word on, especially if you're on social media, kind of following along. There's been a lot of panic, people saying a lot of hyperbole, stuck in the moment kind of things with this team where I think at the end of the day, you kind of need to slow down, look back, understand they dealt with some injuries. And this is that game where if Lucas Johnson's healthy and he could lead into a win, that'd be great. If not, if Daniel Brick gets to go and he shows enough to get a win in his first ever start, kind of like I said, Tommy Malott did it last year for the Bobcats, that could be really exciting for the Grizzlies moving forward to know they have a guy who has a little bit of playoff experience and he's going to be the starter next year. Let's see what he could do. I'm not saying rush and start him because I do think Lucas Johnson probably gives you the best chance to win 100% because he has the experience. He's won big games before. He's been that guy. It's interesting to watch, though, and that's the biggest question mark, I guess, going in is who's going to start at quarterback. Can the Grizz stop the run, and are they going to be able to run the football against a CMO team who seems to have a good run defense, according to Coach Houck? So those are kind of the questions that we're going to look at. That's where we're going to leave it. Should be a fun game. The Grizz are at home. It's on ESPN2. Another chance to get on the national stage and kind of make a name for the program. Obviously, they're already an FCS powerhouse, but the more you get that name out there, that national exposure only helps with recruiting, bringing in those top-level guys, and that's why the Grizz land the type of players they do at the FCS level, some of the best talent in the country. They didn't really put it together this year as a full, but the thing is sometimes when you have these teams that are full of talent, it can click anytime. And that and you know, that's it you can't strike magic in a bottle just like that. But if they can put it together against SEMO and get the momentum rolling and have a win where you don't you kind of cross a couple of those question marks off the list, all of a sudden they're going up against North Dakota State, who according to multiple reports online, just lost a few of their key players to the transfer portal. So maybe you catch the bison at the right time, you're kinda very hungry to right the ship and like I said on, on the Interlake Sports Now, you might be able to catch a Bobcats Grizz rematch in the championship game, speak it into existence. All right, I'll slow it down. That would be epic. But, all right, we'll see how the game goes. Everybody enjoy. You have a great Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's already that time of year. Stay safe out there on Black Friday and all that. Have fun. Be safe and enjoy. And like I said before, I'm thankful for all y'all watching. All right, take it easy. Thanks.